If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. What is it about, there's a certain quality about some people that you want to punch them in the face? Do you know what I'm saying? Mm, yes. There's like a certain special, it's a special quality because there's people that annoy me. Mm-hmm. There's people who are ugly. There's people who are whatever. And then there's some people who are none of those things. Yeah. But you just want to pummel them in the face. One, that special ingredient there. That's something. It's the X factor. always identify it. It's, I call it the X factor. Yeah. You know who has that X factor? Hmm. Uh, the, the leader of North Korea. What's his name? Uh, Kim Jong-il. His little chubby face. Don't you just want to kick him in his face? Of course. I don't know why. I want to squeeze Besides his the fact and that go, he's... <laughs> Besides the fact that he's starving millions of people, right. I want to just beat him up. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he doesn't poop. Just give, him a, just give him a hard wedgie. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and just fucking lift <laughs> him by him his pants. Down. And then have Adam like yeah. just punch him in his stomach. <laughs> there you go. And Justin will just take his lunch money. Wow. Yes. We went too far again. We, too we, far. we can bully some people. Yeah, nobody would get mad if we bullied yeah, the leader he, of North Korea. Come on. That communist. <laughs> Let us at least fuck. bully some people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He does have some a very people deserve pu- it. punchable yeah. punchable face. Yeah, he does. Dude, I, I'm going to have to go get the red hat. I really like the red hat. Every time I see Justin in the red hat. I know. The Mad Mike hat? It's, yeah. It's, I it, get compliments all the time. When we made him, it Dude, was- Dude, that is a- I love the- uh, Is that our mascot? Are we gonna, Can we call it him- It is. Our, are we going to call him our mascot? He's our guy. Is that our dude, Mad Mike? All right. I don't, I don't know if I would call it a mascot. I don't know if you would a be a podcast mascot. has a, ma- a mascot. I don't know. Actually, if, it would be hilarious if we like did get if we did get a big Mad Mike costume and had Doug run around in it as a I mascot. That'd be awesome at events. Actually, <laughs> you know, say like he'll he'll run and do like you just like randomly run up to something and talk shit and then run away. He'll run up to supplement booths and yeah, knock their shit exactly. over. Exactly, <laughs> that would be awesome. Or like he'd eat it, pretend to eat it, and then throw up. Yeah, <laughs> grow like a a tumor. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that we need to get a booth as soon as we can at some of these expos because I'm pretty sure in 2017 we're not going to be able to be allowed to even go into one. So I think think so. I do. I think it's important that we get into one soon. Either that, I'll be disappointed if we're allowed in there. (laughs) Is that weird? Yeah. If they let us in, I'll be like, "Fuck no!" I want that was easy. We we need to go just to have a presence there. And I think uh, you know I talked to the boys that our, our boys with Prodigy. Um, and since they have a clothing line and they they like to do that stuff, I think I think the next one that we just we just uh, pair up with them. Either that or our boys with Blown Gear. So either Blown Gear or Prodigy, both clothing line and uh, uh, people that we like and that are local Bay Area dudes that we're, we're big fans of. I think it would be cool. To I'm pair. just surprised. I'm well. I I don't like to use the word surprised, but I did not anticipate. Uh, how much? Um, how many people would want like mind pump apparel? Like we have shirts that people are getting, and tank tops. We have the hats, and they do look look good. But you guys know as well as I do that uh, like apparel company, like that's very difficult, and people like them. Yeah, well, we're not going to get rich doing it at all. <laughs> you know, you, what I'm you never like, know. Well, yeah, you're right. You never know. One I mean, can dream. No, yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> I, I think it's I think it's cool to have. I think it's always good. crushing my dreams. That's what Adam <laughs> so, does, basically. No, no. I'm like, well, hey, Adam, do you think my calves will grow if I do this? Like, well, what's no, your other not. idea? What's it, is Sal's really hell bent on us making a stuffed animal, which I think is probably up there in the, one of the worst ideas. No, it's not. Ma- I, I, let me finish. No, go ahead. Go make ahead. a stuffed Mad Mike, but put it in. Do something to where you can put it in your car. Either hang it off the wind, the mirror, because that's totally like in style still freshener. to hang dice off your mirror and shit. Right? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> it can be. 
All right, fucker. I'm just saying, dude. Sometimes you don't think a stuff a stuff mad Mike. Not at all. My bro. daughter wants one real bad. I mean, yeah, that's I think, why I want I, one. Yeah, exactly. And then you know what? I think I think we furry I think I cover. can have one of those made specially for your daughter, and I think I could do something really cool and brand it for her, and we could put something neat inscribed from his her father to you. I think yeah. that would be cute, and I think that would be neat. Do I think our podcast uh, it would our, would our audience would buy them? No, I don't. You don't think so? No, I don't. Since somebody just recently did a whole unless like, it's like a titty ruxpin. I think so our like, did it like says. I think our I, I swear to God, I thought, you said, say. I thought you said titty Rexpin. <laughs> I think there's a, I think there's a better chance if it converts into a sex toy than it, it we could sell it. Oh, possibly. now we're on to something. Yeah, like it, it's yeah. it looks like a stuffed animal, but when it but unfolds, it vibrates. It, it turns into yeah, the rabbit. Head turns in circles <laughs> and it goes. Yeah. Put your dick or or maybe it looks like a stuffed animal, but it has like a zipper and it holds your your portable your portable vibrator. Yeah, it does something. It's got a pouch for all your. It has I don't, some sort of use. I don't. I don't. Magnets. I'm not a big fan of combining a child's toy with. A sex toy. <laughs> <laughs> this is a very solid point. It is. Like, it's almost got, like it reminds kids. me. Yeah, it reminds me of when I worked at, at, at uh, Red Robin, and they had this idea that they were going to have shakes with alcohol in them, right? Oh, let's get a rookie magic, and then there was like the cookie magic or something, which was like had alcohol in it, and uh, yeah, let's just say like a little switcheroo, and oh, the kid no. was just drunk and puking. What? And, no, yeah, it was it was like the worst idea I think I've ever. That really of. happened. It really happened. Oh, that is hilarious, yeah. bro. It's just, it's just not a good like, idea. Yeah, you get a huge lawsuit probably for something probably, like that. Yeah. Wow, it's but, just not a good idea. This is the why I'm against sometimes, yeah. most edibles because it's like. Fruity Pebbles with 45 milligrams of THC. Like, you don't want your kids accidentally, Dad. I'm, I ate all my cereal this morning. Like, hmm. well, that's the biggest. <laughs> that industry. Your, your eyes are red. That's <laughs> what was wrong with that. I remember when uh, when we first Mario started. Brothers makes sense. <laughs> started the clubs. <laughs> Fucking potheads. We were trying to. We were. We knew that, right? Like, I remember they they would bring them in, and 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 it still is this way with cannabis clubs. It's. You know, it, it's a difficult as an owner. It was hard. Okay, you you obviously you, you're you're concerned about margins. So I need to, I want to get a cookie that's I can buy it for you know two fifty and I can turn around and sell it for five to six dollars or whatever, right? But the what happens is the people that actually spend the money in like packaging it in a safe package and warning labels and making it professional and nice. You know, those things would be like three four dollars, and then I could get somebody who made it in their kitchen. Who you know would sell it to you for half the price, double the dosage? Granny's pot cookies, yeah, right. And seventy <laughs> percent of the people Freddy. that were coming to pick up buy the cookies from you, they cared more about the strength of it than they cared about how it's packaged. It's so just, it, was, it was such a hard thing to deal it's with. It's just so indicative of stoners. Like, <laughs> I, I I don't ever go, hey, fuck, I got a headache, bro. You got some ibuprofen? Yeah, right here in this rice krispie treat. You see this? <laughs> and it's a full dose of ibuprofen. It doesn't make sense your, to me. It's total stoners, bro. Yeah. yeah, here, here. Oh, you've got mm. you've got multiple sclerosis. We have some medicated lollipops. I have cinnamon toast crunch. <laughs> yeah. Cinnamon toast crunch. Yeah. You just eat it and you'll feel much better. Here, eat this fruit. Lo- right. You know, eat this lollipop. It'll right. help you with it. It just doesn't. Dude, they. I I know it's, it's embarrassing. Well, you brought up um, the company. Uh, was it Bang Chocolates? Right, Bang Chocolates. No, Kiva. Well, Kiva too. I know Kiva, but Bang Chocolates. I thought you brought up too. Also, um, I mean, both those companies. Or millionaires, dude. Oh, I mean, yeah. And I remember when they first started. I was one of the first clubs that they brought their well, stuff. Kiva in. is my. F- uh, it's got to be one of my favorite edibles, um, only because it's so professional and so accurately dosed and so consistent. You know what I mean with the dose. And we knew that when they first. So I was one of the. Fr- I vended Bang and Kiva when they first came in. That's the Bang with a with an H. B H A. Yeah, B H A N G. Bang. 
They, and the, and here's the thing: the guy, the guy who who owns Bang used to have a chocolate company, so he was already had a factory. He already had a professional, so he was way ahead of the game. And I remember when he came in, and his prices were really high. And I was like, this doesn't matter because he had all the milligrams broken down. Yeah. It was super professional. I could see it in a store at one point. So I was like, man, we have to get with this vendor. And they moved, they sold, but not as fast as obviously the person who had the homemade ones that were super strong. And it was just unfortunate, but. Look! Look how it's paid off now because those guys with where regulations long term thinking man oh yeah no and, and it, I, pays I love I love seeing that I love seeing that it paid off for those guys and you know shame on everybody else that didn't didn't pick up on that and see it early and didn't take the second you know what a good point too with entrepreneurship that how much it's like that in the battle of attrition like we've said before oh that, come on dude as soon as uh, marijuana went from pure black market to <clears throat> somewhat of a much a less regulated more open market which is the medical market in in California the quality of the product has grown so rapidly in such a short period of time it's mm-hmm. ridiculous it's crazy yeah. 5 years just 5 years you know the edibles we have now and the products we have now are light years ahead and that's because we've allowed the entrepreneurial spirit of uh, you know capitalists and free market you know entrepreneurs to compete with each other and to try to produce better products and the winner at the end of this is always the consumer it is and yeah. that's why i'm that's why i'm always supportive yeah, competition of competition is awesome dude let it happen like no, it's an excellent it's compete, an excellent man. example of free market it's an excellent example of how it managed itself too see this and ever- it's brought the price down how much is a price remember how much money oh, yeah. you could get like if you were if you grew a pound of marijuana if you sold a pound of marijuana on the black market, you would make like five times as much as if you sell it now on the medical market or the legal market in like Colorado or, or Washington because the, that's what the market does. It lowers prices and yeah, improves quality. It's not quite five times, but it definitely, I mean, they were, you know, when, when I first got into it, a pound would go for 3500 to $4,000 a pound in California. Uh, places like New York, it would go for five to $7,000 a pound. Now it's like... 2500 you know it's it's half the price for sure which is but it also that makes it it makes it very difficult for a grower too you know if somebody who is getting into that industry justin's laughing i just i'm just picturing like yeah man back when i used to get grams like you know off this plane and then i (laughs) would put it in my house and you know then i would chop it up and you know (laughs) i just picture this whole like crazy drug operation well you know the first time so when i got in it was funny because when i got into cannabis i'll never forget this uh when i had this moment (laughs) or will you forget it (laughs) yeah I was ba- I was I was breaking everything up. Right, we're, we're packaging it in the containers and we're, we're weighing and measuring everything out. And it was a you know I had a pound that I was I was doing this, and I had this moment where I thought to myself, "That's a lot of weed." I, I felt like it's really not. Whoa! Uh, I, I remember That's think- not the most amount of weed yeah. we've seen. Yeah, yeah no. I I remember going, "Wow." How what what a hustler you have to be to be a drug dealer? Like I had this all broken out, <laughs> and I'm I'm such a mathematic guy, right? So I'm like I'm going I'm looking at everything and I'm going this is a whole pound this is all broken up in you know quarters and eights and 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 grams and everything like that. So all the different weights and how much that would go, and I'm I'm figuring it out. Okay, well this costed me. I just bought this from this farmer. It cost me three thousand dollars. Once I sell all this off. I'm going to make a total of $6,500. So I'm making $3,500, but I'm looking at how many, like, that's like fucking a hundred and something transactions I'm looking at for me. I'm like, man, if you're, if you're slanging dope as a, as a kid or a young, or a young adult who's getting into this, like, man, you can't make that as much money as you think you can. Like this, this would take a normal person forever to sell all this off in eights and quarters and ounces. We're not promoting this kid. No, no, no. This is why this is the opposite of promoting. You would, you, it's not as, it's way more over glamorized than what it really is. Like, 
the amount Dude, of imagine if you took the like these dealers and you just you know were able to to take their efforts and their energy and their brains and were able to yeah. focus it towards sell pencils yeah or, or whatever you know or, or even just you know make the market you know make it legalized somehow or less regulated somehow imagine the 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 economic power that they could produce with their with their minds it's well, crazy you i i really feel like uh myself some of my buddies that we that all got naming people <laughs> yeah just throw them out throwing people on your buses those are it. common names and the <laughs> fucking three million people listening to us i mean but how many Sal and i know that how many yeah, yeah, well that's yeah. what matters i mean you guys you guys under nobody everybody else is like oh i wonder if that's the mm. i know or the I know, my friend John, probably yeah. not. My bro. friend John McDonald, who I went to yeah. school, John, yeah. Yeah. John Smith. Yeah. No, the 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 men that I'm naming are these were really intelligent businessmen that were not into, uh, you know, into drugs or any of that stuff. Uh, heading into the cannabis world, so we treated it so different than the average person. The average person that got into marijuana when it first, or got into cannabis clubs when they first started to open up. We're mostly, you know, black market drug dealers that said, wow, we can do this legally now. All I have to do is go get a script and a license, and <laughs> yeah. now I can open a store. Their shakedowns and like, oh, you know, totally, totally like that. And so, muscling everybody. Here come, here come these three nerds that get into this business, and we, we think we're going to legitimize it, you know, in a matter of months just because we, we run our operation like a real business. And, you know, that was part of the fight for us was, we were trying to take it legitimate. We were trying to get companies like Bang and, and, and Kiva to be the main, you know, supplements and stuff that we offered inside of our store. But, you know, we were getting we were competing with these guys that were, you know, doing everything backdoor and, and shady. And it was it was a it was a major challenge. And it still is for the industry. It's it's changing though. It's evolving and it's coming that direction. But now it's it's becoming more legitimate and more like a real business. And it, with that being said, it's not as profitable as a lot of people think it is. It's it, profit, profitable in different ways. Not profitable like before. No, not like I mean? before. No. Well, in all fairness, I mean, alcohol had the same birth. Yes, right? yeah, absolutely. Prohibition and it was all like underground and, you know, all these shakedowns and, you know, shady shit that, you know, the government coming in and like all the cops coming, uh, like breaking everybody's well, stuff. It's and, exactly like that. What you got to realize is from an economic, just from a purely economic economic standpoint the literally the role of government in the when it comes to drugs is to uh, keep prices high and to uh, protect uh, the cartels from competition literally from an economic standpoint that's what they end up doing they end up making the the margins so that these drug dealers make shit tons of money because it's very risky to sell it and they eliminate any any competition so you get people dying from overdoses and impurities and all kinds of crazy stuff whereas in markets Things tend to get cleaner and you know and better. Uh, there, it's going to be on the uh, ballot, I believe, this year, right? To legalize Ooh. potentially in California. Who's like it for sure will amongst go. these, yeah, these It'll candidates? Go. Like, who's got the stance like for it? Marijuana is going to be legalized. It doesn't matter who yeah. who who okay. who wins it because it's now majority of people. They already were. It. it was like 50-50 last time. It yeah, was it, real, it was real close. It's, last time. There's already states legalizing. It's it's all the, the to be honest with you, going to fall. The it's, only, it's proven itself business wise. The only reason I'll tell you right now, the only reason why it's not is not what you guys think it is. It's the opposite of what most people think. The people that are voting against it are not not 
non-marijuana users or non. I mean, maybe like ten percent of those. Oh, it's the current people in the business. It's trying the black to market. Their- it's the black market people. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm a if I'm a drug dealer on the black market, I don't want it to go illegal. Of course not. Because I, that's so. Well, you know that those guys ever got yeah. out and voted, they're voting for that. They're going you, out there and saying, yeah. "Keep it's, it illegal." They'd rather it be illegal. But you, know, you know that Marlboro and all these like companies are chomping at the bit to just like well, change their crops. Absolutely. You know? It's like why wouldn't they just like how easy they've would already that be got for the them? operation. Yeah. It, that's why I think it's so. I'm I, you know I understand why you would want to get out of that like now because like once you get like competitors oh, like that to- in there it's over game. It's over. like somebody asking me right now if they they should open up a liquor store. I'm like yeah, yeah. you can. I mean do I think you're gonna get rich doing yeah. it? Like good luck. There's one right up the street and there was one right that way and that way. There's right. a there's a liquor store you know within a hundred yards right. all directions. Now could you make money selling alcohol if it was all illegal? Uh, You'd make a shit ton of money. Yeah, yeah right? for sure. And that's where that's where marijuana is at now. So now everybody always you know hits me up and they're all interested in getting in the business. I'm like you know personally my opinion is you missed that boat. You know can you? Absolutely. You can still get open a liquor store and make money, but it's not like the it's not like when it first went legal. No, and unless what'll end up happening is a lot of times when things get uh, legalized or whatever is you get people who get in with the politicians and you see this in certain states and then they make laws eliminating competition so what they would do for example is California politicians would work with some other people and they'd say to keep marijuana safe we're only going to allow these designated places to sell marijuana mm-hmm. in reality what they've done is they've made a deal with people right. to allow them to be the only you know providers of whatever product Scarcity. they make their money right exactly the, the reality that that's the that's the truth and what they're going to do is they're going to they're going to mask it as uh, it's for our own safety right you know we know we're only going to allow five Zoning. exactly yeah. Yeah. 100% yep. Shh. Huh? <gasps> oh shit he's high oh, it's the motherfucking quad bring it Doug you don't like the Eagles landed anymore I like that when he did that the Eagles landed shit I'll yeah, bring it's too it late. Yeah, I liked mm. it edit that in Doug yeah. somehow okay yeah. <laughs> Somehow, do something. It's, it's already in. Do something about that, Doug. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Starting with B Fit Bree, she wants to know nutrition hacks. Nutrition hacks. Nutrition hacks. Uh, well, she had a long question. Uh, yeah, what it, <laughs> it's basically like you know when when you have a busy schedule, are there any tricks that you can provide tips on how to provide? Uh, you know, get it's like the life hack food. kind of mentality. Yes, exactly. Here's here's the thing for me at least, um, especially if I'm on the road or you know I'm busy. Um, a grocery store is usually as easy to find as fast food, or almost as easy to find as fast food. So if I'm in a hurry and or I'm on the road and I need to pull over to grab food, I can usually find a grocery store just like I can find a McDonald's or a you know an In and Out. And at the grocery store, I'm able to find healthier alternatives. Typically, a lot of these grocery stores like Safeway. We'll have like salad bars with fresh, you know, where I could put fish in my salad. I could buy jerky. I could buy nuts. I could buy fruit. Um, a, lot of, a lot of these places will sell vegetables or they'll have like the, the deli counter where behind the deli counter they'll have like prepared foods that you can get. This is a horrible tip. And Well, I'm just I'm just saying in terms of <laughs> why is it a horrible tip? Because <laughs> nobody goes to stop at the grocery store when they're hurry driving their car, dude. I'm saying if you're gonna stop, yeah, but I know she knows that. You don't think no, she's no, no, no. I want to hear what else yeah, is, no, is in the grocery yeah, store. Yeah, keep going. So yeah, I'm keep going. Curious. Keep yeah. going with your horrible yeah, but, tip. Yeah, well, why don't you start? <laughs> no, no, no. no, no. I like I like hearing. I, it. I don't think it's a bad idea. I just love how no. he's going into elaborate detail about grocery about yeah, what Whole Foods. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I like. No. I think she knows what's in a grocery store and what she could get out of a grocery store. Yeah. Well, all I'm but, saying is, is if, if, if it's as easy to eat healthy as it is to not eat healthy. That's what I'm saying. I'm thinking more hacks like this, like. 
you know, I, I find when I'm on, on a go and I'm really hungry that, you know, when you eat something uh, high in saturated fat, like it helps satiate you. And so then you go a lot longer without. So keeping like, I, I think. So you think of it hacks like to, to affect appetite? Yeah. Okay. Like, I think it's more like that. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, if you're mm. grocery stores um, are definitely the place to go instead of fast food, for sure. You know, that's uh, you're always going to have better choices there. But what are some t- like or incorporating fasting? Like I think that's another yeah. great. You know, a lot of time we we get so caught up in this. We need to eat our meals every you know every two to three hours or like that. Like you know, there's huge benefits to meal skipping actually, and I, especially when you're trying to lean down, which I feel like we're all trying to lose body fat. Very few people mm-hmm. are are concerned about oh I need to you know be eating this surplus all the time. So you know, getting out of that mentality of being afraid of. Um, you know, not eating for a little while. And if and if it's a hunger thing, because you're like, oh my God, my stomach's growling, then, you know, having things like macadamia nuts or or a high fat, uh, you know, an avocado, like when's the last time you ever just, just ate an avocado? And I, you know, Sal, you were the one, that's why I think it was a her- terrible tip because I think you have better tips than this. I think that when you, when you do a little bit of olive oil, a little bit of olive oil on an avocado with some salt. Are you, are you hungry right now? <laughs> yeah. You need a nutrition. Adam's the guy with all the uh, recipes. I got a tip for you. Anyway, continue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and th- that's another thing. We make a lot of, um, you know, I make these little Reese's peanut butter cup um, fat bombs. They're really high in fat. They have a little bit of protein in them. They don't have much for carbs. And uh, we freeze them, and they make little Reese's peanut butter cups. And I keep those always in my freezer. And you know, if I if I'm on the go really quick, I can just grab them and I can eat them on the road while I'm heading somewhere. And it's something that I made, I created. It's not a, a, a processed fucking protein bar that I bought from somewhere. So things like that. Kombucha, you know, I feel like kombucha is something that's very uh, filling uh, for a drink. So a lot of times I'll grab a kombucha and then I'll, I'll sip on it, you know, through between meals. Are those like kombuchas? Huh? Yeah. Can, are kombuchas they're, they're similar? Lot, is, is it calm, calm or calm? Is, calm. It, is it calm? I think so. Doug? I know Doug is the Doug's Japanese. Yeah. <laughs> Doug's laughing right It's a calm or calm? I always say kombucha, but that's... Just oh, oh, oh. Yeah, I apparently, guess. Yeah. apparently we're both wrong. Yeah, I know, honestly, I think it's kombucha is what kombucha. people say. Kombucha. Okay. I think I'm pretty close, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get me back. Cam, calm, calm. He's like, I know Adam's going to fuck something up real soon here. Oh, mine's horrible. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, you no, can't say kombucha. And I, I no, I, I don't. I'm just teasing. I don't think that Sal's tip is horrible. I think if you have the discipline to to not drive through somewhere when you're hungry and go to a grocery store, I think that'd be ideal. But I just think that's kind of obvious. I think everybody kind of knows that. You know, what are some things that you utilize to to fight off hunger or to make sure you make a better choice? Well, didn't and- you didn't you like post something about people who like get like scoops of of peanut butter in in like a, a coconut fat and stuff like that. Weren't you talking about that the other Did day? Did I? Instead of just yeah, not eating, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Because I know I've because they needed the macro. Well, I actually have done oh, that. Right. You know, like <laughs> you know, <laughs> I think somebody was talking shit about it, but I was like, "Wait, well, hey, man!" You know, like I sometimes I'll just take a scoop of like coconut butter and I'll eat on that. You Dude, know, it's d- just to keep me going. For it's a actually bit. pretty good. Well, no, once again, this was another thing that I got from Sal. That's why I think he was a horrible tip. He's given me way better tips for nutrition. Where uh, he he actually got this um, coconut uh, coconut oil peanut butter. From what was it, Whole Foods or Trader Joe's? I think it was yeah, Whole yeah, Foods. Yeah, yeah. Uh, awesome. I had similar stuff. It's peanut butter with a little bit of a coconut flavor twist to it, and it's much better choice for you than regular uh, peanut butter. It's not uh, all the artificial fake shit in it. It's all natural. So uh, I'll take a tablespoon of that when I'm trying to fight off hunger, and I'll just I'll suck on that or eat that, you know, one or two tablespoons of that. And that feel, it satiates me. 
Um, so yeah, I know there's, I think it's all like shopping, right? So like as much as you can load your house up with like things that are going to benefit, like it, it's tough when you, <laughs> when you have like kids and, and like there's, there's different things that like you'll compromise with, but like as much as you can set yourself up like in your own house and then you can like, you know, pull some of those items and take them with you on the road and all that. Like that's, that's where I get the most help, you know, cause yeah, when you're on the road, it's tough, man. Like there's, they're really, you are not set up for success when you, when you're, when you're relying on your environment to, to get like food from. Another thing that I, you know what, you just spurred uh, um, something for me. Sometimes when I'm hungry, especially if I'm fasting, um, something, this, this just does it for me for whatever reason, very, very cold, uh, fizzy water tends to make me feel like I'm not just drinking water. Yeah, yeah. And what I'll do, sometimes I'll get one of those San Pellegrinos. I like That's my favorite one. I'll get it real cold, and I'll put uh, a slice of Dude, lime in there. I did that. I remember you, you told me that when I was going through the process because I was, like, kind of having withdrawals with alcohol and, like, beer and stuff, and, like, that was a good, you know, you do that, you salt the rim. Yeah, you put you, salt yeah. in the rim, and then you put the, a little lime in there. So at least you feel like For, you know, like, a split a second, it's a beer. Exactly. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's I, like, that's it's an like awesome a cerveza. Yeah. yeah. I knew I'd get some better tips out of you. Yeah. If you just, you know, I yeah. just you started. We'll just keep hammering that. No, there's uh, here's another idea. one that I've learned about. Um, you know, my food choices when I first start the day. I used to. It was a all through competing um, for the longest time. My staple breakfast was like you know a, a bowl of oatmeal was in there. You know for sure. You know I'd have other stuff too, but you know I used to love eating oatmeal early on in the morning. It's got you know great benefits to it. It's high in fiber. It's a good source of carbohydrates. Blah blah blah. So I would start my day that way. But what I realized when I went ketogenic and I got rid of carbs like that, what a difference my appetite felt throughout the day. So carbs actually kick-started my appetite. And then I found like myself two hours later, I'd be like starving for another carb. I wanted more food right away. Where when I started having really high fat breakfast, where I would just mm-hmm. I would load up the bacon and I'd have whole eggs with a little bit of, you know, organic cheese on there and an avocado, like Man, I'd have that breakfast and I'd be fine till th- I could go three o'clock in the afternoon and not eat a meal and be totally fine. So, yeah. to me, that's another hack that, you know, if you're somebody who's trying to diet and lean down, that's you know, a countercultural hack. Too. It is. That's yeah. why I like it. I think it's so different to how we've been taught. We have cereal, oatmeal, uh, you know, shakes, all these things are what we tell people, fruit, all this stuff to have in the morning. Well, you know, switch your way of thinking and go a really high fat breakfast and get a majority of your fat early on in the day. And that helps satiate me through the rest of the day. So mm-hmm. that's a that's changed the way I, I I eat based off of what I'm trying to do as far as uh, leaning or bulking or whatever. Fit girls struggles eighty five. Can you eat too much in one sitting? Does it spill over and is it stored as fat even if it fits your macros and calories? Yeah, this is one of those myths that just Ooh. won't die. Oh, it spills over. Yeah, like you like you can only absorb you know thirty grams of protein you know uh, per sitting, or you can only absorb X amount of calories per sitting. Uh, here's the thing. It, the body doesn't work that way. It's actually a longer process. Um, spilling over or eating too much at one sitting will make you sick, usually. Um, and, and of course, there's extreme examples of people that can consume ridiculous amounts of food uh, at each sitting. But I, for the average person who's healthy, you don't have to worry about this. Like if you're If you're trying to get in 150 grams of protein a day, you can do it in six meals or you could do it in two meals and it's pretty much all going to get utilized um most of it won't get stored as body fat unless you're in a, uh, uh, you know in a surplus that's what really what counts in terms of storing body fat so if you're hitting your macros and your calories 
Um, eating it all in fewer meals um, is absolutely fine. And many right now, lots of science is showing that the fasting period beforehand and then having the large meal has a lot of benefits. The majority of my calories come in one or two meals. Mm-hmm. You know, I have one. Maybe if I eat 2,000 calories a day, I might have one 500-calorie meal and one 1,500-calorie meal. And that's typically how I'll eat myself. And, I, and, and doing it that way works a lot better for me because most of the day then I'm not eating any food and I just have more energy. So I, I wouldn't worry about eating too much at one time uh, in terms of you know what the supplement industry has told you, which is you're wasting your protein. You need to eat every six hours. So here, buy our bars and buy our... And the funny thing is, too... What? Who picked this arbitrary thirty to fifty grams of protein, you know, per sitting? I mean, yeah. they did. Why? Because it's gross to fit more of that into a protein bar. Yeah. I think they just picked that number out of the air, like fifty grams of protein. That's the most, because that's the most that they'll put in their servings. Maybe I don't know. Well, no, there's there's some right how fast your body assimilates it. Right there, I think there's it's more correlates to that. Like your body, it takes it for every hour it assimilates x amount of protein that it converts, but it just, it just keeps doing that, for, you know, ongoing right. for the next 24, 40 hours. So if you load it a hundred, it's not like you get to use fifty and the other fifty just gets gone, go or goes away. Mm-hmm. So you shit it out. You yeah. still use it. There's there's some truth to the spilling over though, and there is a so this kind of goes back. to We just aired this episode where we talked about, um, you know, the body doesn't work on a 24-hour clock. And that's another problem with, you know, uh, getting caught up in, you know, if it fits your macros or following a macro counter type of mentality because, you know, two days can be so different activity level-wise and that could have a, a reflection of that. So if you add, let's say, and we're just going to use hypothetical flat numbers to make it really easy to understand. Let's just use 2,000 like Sal said. Let's say that's your maintenance and you, uh, yesterday I ate 2000 calories. Um, but I didn't do anything. I just sat around all day long. I didn't train and do anything, but I ate my 2000. And then I come into, uh, today and today I overconsume and I eat 2,500 calories. Um, yeah, there's going to be a spillover because of my body. The, those extra calories have got nowhere, nowhere to go. They don't have no work that I just recently done that need to be partitioned over to building muscle. I didn't have a huge activity day. I probably didn't deplete my glycogen levels from the day before. So now this overconsumption is going to go into, you know, getting stored as fat. Yeah. But that, see, she's asking about, is there a spillover if your macros and calories are all okay? Matched? So it's now flip now flip though, right? Same thing. Now, that same person, let's just say that the day before, um, they burned a ton and they did, they ran for five miles, they trained a hard leg day, or they, maybe they do that th- this morning. The way those calories are going to get utilized and partitioned and the way that you would or would not overspill completely changes. You got to think of that like that because it doesn't always work this way where we have this perfect number that our body is, you know, when you figure out a maintenance level or you figure out your macros, it's still a generic number. Even if it is individualized for you and your body, we're, our, our metabolism and everything is free flowing and forever changing. So being aware of that, being aware that, or like how you mentioned coming off of a fast and then consuming, if you've been, if you have an eight for 15 hours, right? Your body has tapped those stores. It has completely utilized all that. So then you consume, you know, your two thousand calories that you need to. And then, yeah, not only does none of it overspill, but all of it goes to good use and refilling the glycogen stores and filling your muscle bellies up and going to for stored energy. Somebody who didn't move whatsoever and they didn't work out and then they overconsume on there, they could they and they eat twenty five hundred calories. It could overspill and it would overspill. So understanding. 
your activity level, what you've done training wise, plus about where you should be maintenance in 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 a general sense matters more. Does that make well, you're sense? Just you're, talking you're about, yeah, you're just talking about surplus uh, versus like activity expenditure. Exactly. So that's I mean that's I don't see that as part of the question as much, but like I I know what you're talking about as far as that's concerned. Well, that's where the that's where this myth gets generated from. That's yeah, what you yeah, guys yeah. I'm trying to get you guys to understand is that that's why because there is I mean there is, you can absolutely overspill. Well, the, ter- the but ter- you would have to overconsume. Now, can you overspill and hit your maintenance for a day? Yes. If you because what happens if you if you overconsume the day before or you didn't burn enough the day before, so your body has more stored energy going into this day. And then you consume right, but the, but I think she's she's asking about per meal that one meal. Like yes, no, if I, I if I if if today if I eat a thousand calories today and that thousand calories is all getting burned, mm-hmm. but but I ate all that thousand calories in one meal. Does that make a difference versus one meal versus three no, meals? No, yeah, and that's the question. And no, there's no and the term spillover comes from the fucking yeah. bodybuilding world. I think uh, that's really why we were, we're trying to address this because that's the myth. That, yeah, that, you exactly. know, and that, that's something that we want to steer people away from thinking in those terms. Uh, you know, where given given perfect case scenario, like, you know, I've I've done my workout, I've, you know, I've planned my meals accordingly to to my schedule of macros and everything's balanced and all that. But now, you know, like eating within this window and then eating a specific amount, it's gonna have this spillover uh, because I've, you know, overconsumed when in fact, you know, that I don't I don't see that as as um, you know I didn't know where to go from yeah, well even the term spillover comes from uh, carb loading. That's yeah. where they use that term. Uh, the spillover. I've never heard that term. I've, I've heard it's a, it. It's a good term to me. I think it's a. It's a. It helps people understand what's what's going on when you when you eat more than enough fuel or of energy. So you have like a bucket and you, you fill it and, and you it fill it over. and then it spills over and then you know the body has no. It doesn't need it. So where does it well, go? Well, it's just a, I don't know, one meal for me. It just. I don't know. I, I look at it like surplus versus, you know, like deficit versus maintenance. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know that like, you know, I'm going to put all that weight on like one meal. Like it, it's, it's over the extended And that's of the time. point I'm trying to make. Yeah. I'm trying to make that the, the over spillage thing is a true thing. It does happen. It can happen to someone would want, does, is it dictated by one meal? Absolutely not. What you're, what Sal is saying is hundred percent true. 1500 calories eaten in one sitting versus spread out over three is no fucking difference. Yeah. But can eating a 1500 calorie meal overspill you? Absolutely. If eight hours ago you just consumed another big, huge meal, you haven't had any act. That's because what I'm trying, what I'm trying to get across is that it doesn't work on a 24 hour clock. Yeah. So if eight hours, so think of it like this. If I ate a dinner, okay, at 9 p.m. at night, it was 1,500 to 2,000 calories. Then I come right over at 6 o'clock in the morning and I have a 2,000 calorie. That's it within less than 24 hours, I'm hitting, I'm going over my maintenance. So can over spillage happen right there? Absolutely. Now, will it level itself out because now you don't eat again for the next 10 hours? Yeah, because you just have to be mindful of the, exactly. the process. And right that's after what I'm that. trying to get out is yeah. that, you know, the, the over spillage thing is there's science to that. There, it, it does happen to the body. But we don't work on this pretty this perfectly twenty four hour clock. Yes, you does fifteen hundred calories in one meal versus three. It is it is there a difference? No, and in fact, there's more science that supports what's. It's Sal probably said. even better. It's actually probably beneficial to to allow yourself to eat more and then less sometimes rather than be this perfect. Yeah. Absolutely, exactly. undulating yeah. your calories. I think is is yeah. just as important as uh, are your workouts. Yeah, is, I don't. I think uh, <laughs> because. Again, in the fitness world, they tend to take things and break them down into like perfect boxes and say, okay. 
2,500 calories. That means you need to have this many calories per meal, this many grams of protein per meal, this many grams of carbs per meal and fat per meal. And this is why you have guys eating the same shit all day long because they've measured out exactly how much tilapia it takes to hit the protein, right. exactly how much brown rice it takes to hit my carbs. And then they look at food as protein, carb, or fat, and that's it. Yeah. Right? Oh, oh, I need some fiber because I think it's good for me, so I'm going to throw in some asparagus. Or no, whatever. I'm going to throw in some Metamucil. <laughs> or Metamucil. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to supplement exactly. it. That's normally what happens yeah. when they yeah. do that. So, I'm not sure how to get this in my <laughs> diet, so I'm just going to fucking take it. Dude, you know what? I couldn't help but think of this like as the question was even asked. Like I was thinking about those hot dog eating competitors. I'm like, what about that guy that has to like process all that in one sitting and then shit it out? Oh, my God. <laughs> that poor guy. I feel bad for the plumber. Spillover is what I'm saying. Diary of a Fit Guy. If you could interview anyone in the fitness industry, who would it be? You know who that is? No. That's Sean. Oh, he that's the dude it. from he changed, the... He changed his name. That's right. He's getting all cute on us. He did. He changed, changed it like twice. I'm like, bro, stop yeah. doing that. You I know can't, why? Because he's like, oh, they'll, they'll answer this question. <laughs> I got to disguise myself. We're on to you, Sean. Yeah. We're on to you, buddy. Yeah. I. Um, if you could interview anyone, who would it be in the fitness industry, huh? Well, does Arnold still consider? Is, is that is he still? Ooh, that would be a good for one. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. That for sure. He's of course. He's, he's been a, be a, awesome. a hero of mine since I was a child. Um, part I would love to ask him about the the old days of bodybuilding, um, but I'd also love to ask him just general questions. I mean, he's a he's he was an immigrant. He he kind of embodies the American dream, whether you like him or not. Uh, the guy's accomplished some amazing things, um, and I think I'd like to just ask him, you know, lots of questions about business and. You know, life and bodybuilding back in the seventies. That would be definitely easily my number one person. He'd be my number one person, period. Not just fitness industry, but one of my top people just to meet and talk to. Hmm. I think he's fascinating. Yeah. As far as other people in the fitness industry, uh, that's a tough one. Um, Lane Norton would be cool to talk to. Um, well, I think uh, we we don't we wouldn't agree on everything, but um, he approaches things I think from. You know, a, a pretty good viewpoint. He tends, he, he's definitely a smart guy. I'm one surprised of the first. you said that. I was going to say that because I didn't think any of you would say that because I think we're so anti him. Well, sometimes. he's, I'm not, not I'm not like anti. Him. I don't think any of us are anti Lane. If anything, we've only ever said things uh, good, you know, most good things about him. There's definitely differences of opinion in certain uh, arenas like artificial, you know, when it comes to artificial sweeteners and, and stuff like that. And, uh, but he's one of the, he, he's one of the smart guys in the fitness industry in terms of actual, you know, exercise programming actual you know how to train a certain way um he's taken if iifym he approaches it a little differently than other people but he does t tend to be a little more extreme than i would but i would like to have a discussion and an interview with the guy i think it would be fascinating i think it'd be cool i think it'd be respectful oh and he's a very mm -hmm. smart guy that's what i'm saying yeah, yeah. no i i any and for me i was going to pick him because i you know Arnold, I think we would probably all agree he's probably number one for all of us, right? I think yeah. you know, Justin, would you yeah, disagree? Oh yeah. No, I loved. Yeah, yeah, I, I think I think Arnold. Um, you know who would be a fun one? Uh, since you stole Lane from me, is maybe uh, Brett Contreras. I think would be cool to have. Oh him. yeah, I think he's I think he's a cool dude. I like his uh, I like his approach. Um, I like um, a lot of his a lot of the stuff that he writes, a lot of his videos, a lot of things that he puts out there and promotes. Smart guy, very smart guy, and I and I I I like how he um, so. You have to be clever in this fitness industry to um, to 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 make good money, and and not be this like supplement whore, right? Yeah. So, no, really though, right? 
Like you, I mean, it. it we're, we've chose to take a different path. I mean, it, it would have been much easier. We're still it's, whores. We're just not yeah. <laughs> no, but it would, it's still, and it would we're be much easy. easier right now. We'd all be, uh, we'd all be able to stop our other jobs and careers and fully so focus on Mind Pump if we had a supplement line. Hundred percent. It already has enough people. It generates already enough natural revenue that if we actually had a, a perishable item that people had to buy every single month, we would all have uh, six figure incomes and be happy, mm-hmm. happier than pigs and shit. But in reality, we've chose to go a different path um i like how brett Contreras has kind of done the whole like gone after the whole glute guy thing like the butt i think it's such a a hot topic for men and women that want to want to learn how to build the ass and there's uh, a lot of a lot of things to learn and a lot of myths out there around it and i think he addresses a lot of it and he and he's uh he's built a business around it and I think that was what drew a lot of people to him. And then you come to him, then you find out that he's a mobility expert and he really knows his program design. And he's uh, and he looks like a natural, normal guy, too. He doesn't he's not somebody who's all steroided out and has done things all fucking crazy. He's, he's a smart dude who knows what he's talking about and he keeps it real. And I like how he's marketed himself a, a, around that. I think it's um, you know, I think it's really easy. He could have went the gimmicky route. With that, and he didn't, you know, and I think uh, I have a lot of respect for him, and I think he'd be a fun character to uh, to have on the show. Totally. Well, he's not necessarily uh, fitness related, but uh, I really like Tim Ferriss, and I like listening to his podcast and how he interviews He's got lots people. of nutrition stuff on there. Yeah, yeah, but I, I think that he would be, I mean, just his work ethic is unreal. Uh, as far as like somebody specific, which is ironic because he claims he only works four hours in a week. (laughs) (laughs) That is ironic. (laughs) Good point. Uh, yeah, but I mean, some people like, uh, uh, Pavel would be like one of my top picks just because uh, the guy's a badass and he, he like has just opened my eyes to so many different ways of, uh, uh, training in strength training specifically. Uh, I think, I think we would all have a lot of fun with somebody like Mike Mahler, because he's just very off the cuff and super intelligent guy uh, as well. But I mean, he's very specialized, but he specialized himself um, specifically like business wise. He's very strategic. And I actually met the guy at one time at a conference and, and uh, he just has a really unique perspective and uh, did a, did a great job marketing himself. And obviously knows his shit and has great technique and everything, but uh, yeah, he would be a fascinating guy as well. You know what would be cool would be to interview some former uh, Soviet bloc coaches. Yes. Like some I'm all so- for that. Wouldn't that be sick? Yeah. Just to find some like ex like coaches and scientists from Soviet Union days where they were just dominating Dude, in strength sports. They fascinate me more than anybody because they were so focused on, you know, biomechanics and improving like sports science and uh, you know, the human body and they, I think that they were light years ahead of us. Dude, they were funded by, they had lots of money to experiment with all kinds of different things, and the ethics were a little bit different. That's why they kicked the shit out of us for so long. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's why they kicked the shit out of us. It would be cool, but it would be cool to sit down with them and to, and just just ask them like you know because they were they were the ones that really pioneered high high volume high high frequency but sub. Uh, maximal intensity type workouts, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. They weren't like going to failure with their lifts, but they were doing these Olympic lifters were lifting for hours a day, just practicing a lift over and over and over. Mm-hmm. And their athletes just destroyed, mm-hmm. you know, our athletes. It'd be so cool to sit down with them and talk to them. And then it would be cool to sit down and talk with 
Uh, you know, I always wonder what everyone's going to be like though once we get them. Like, I was really excited, excited to excited. God, what? excited. Yeah, that's I was so I was, excited. I farted. I was excited. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, I was, so, I was so excited to interview Mark Bell, and I thought it was pretty weak. Oh, you know, I was excited week. to yeah. meet him. I was excited to talk to him. I thought it was going to be awesome, and then it was like, wah, wah, wah. yeah, it could be you know, uh, you, know that, you never know until you get somebody. Like a lot of these people are great. Right. They're they're so good. Their craft. And then when you're like talking to them, I mean, we just had an interview recently about someone like He's this too. I was no personality. Another person I was really excited to interview. I thought they were just going to be fucking hilarious. And then it was well, like, well, dude, it's this is what we got to do because because with this question, I'm considering like someone I want to meet. But that's why Arnold. No, that's why Arnold is awesome. Oh, he's charismatic. Is, he'd be easy. He's charismatic. Yeah. He's funny. Yeah. He would be just. He would be a fucking blast. And there's no doubt about it because you've seen yeah. him already on interviews. But then right? we got to think about what would be good for the show. And uh, you know what we got to do, dude, from now on is just, we just, we have someone on the show, we just do our show, and they're there. You know what I'm saying? Because I think people just, it's it's like, it's hard to, it's hard to predict. You keep saying that every time we have a shitty interview, but I'm like, that's so hard to do with a fourth, with a fourth wheel. Yeah. You just were we were made to be we what were made we to be just, a tricycle, dude. What and if we just we don't, are a tricycle? Yeah, we yeah. are a tricycle with well and Doug, well, a kickstand and a tricycle. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> or a side cart. You know, we just don't do good with four wheels, yeah. dude. We don't What if we right. did what if we did it this way? What if instead of saying we're gonna interview you, we said, Would you like to be a guest host on an episode of Mind Pump? And then they're just fucking guest hosts and we just talk about shit, do Q and A's. And then they can help well, us. And, that's how I yeah. felt like the Joe Donnelly shows naturally. That's what happened because sometimes Joe would take over the show and just start fucking talking forever, which was yeah, great. Can, yeah, which I thought that's what that's more like what that was. Lots of energy. Yeah. There wasn't yeah, lots of energy. There was you know lots of fast words. We didn't have to ask a ton of questions and try and pull it out of somebody. <laughs> like it literally, uh, it was like that. Every a lot of the other guests, I feel like it's more of an interview style, and we we're doing that. So I agree yeah. with you. But what's that, your that favorite per- ice cream? That person has to have that <laughs> charisma. They have yeah. to have that. Hey, I can get under the mic. Yeah. Otherwise, it sounds like Justin sounded like when he first started. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> don't ask me. Ryan O'Banion, which instrument would you like to learn how to play? <laughs> Who picked this question? Uh, <laughs> I did, of dude. Course you yeah. did. <laughs> I was going to say Adam Skin Flute. Uh, uh, he plays that all the time. Rusty Trombone. Go ahead, Justin, yeah. so we can think about what we're going to do here. I want to play the drums, man. Drums are cool. It's going to break shit. Yeah, I, I already know how to play guitar somewhat. I, I suck in comparison to some of our followers. Holy shit. I've been like going through some of the people that like have posted about Mind Pump, and there's just some of these guys that play guitar. I'm just like blown away, dude. I was like, wow. There's this guy, the nine string uh, guitar guy. I was like going through some of his stuff and I was like, dude, this guy's amazing. I am so not even going to like claim that I play guitar now. <laughs> well, I'm done. I'll say this, like when it comes to the drums, dude, cause you know, I like music. I'm not a huge, I'm not into it like you are, Justin, but I do enjoy it. I never considered the drums as being like a super impressive instrument. Not because I, I looked down upon it. It just didn't pop in my head. Right. Cause the guitar is the first thing that pops up mm-hmm. until I watched uh, Rush, um, there was oh, he's like Neil Pert, Neil Pert doing his solo, and he had this drum set that fucking rotated around him. He was strapped into his chair. Yeah, he's turning upside down with this f- shit. Yeah. He's moving so he's fast, off. bro. It looks like like I'm thinking that his hands are gonna catch fire. That's how fast 
he's moving and how does he keep track of what is going on at any given moment it's just it's a different level of cognitive you know ability it's just crazy dude his brain has developed a ridiculous ability to be able to do that that's most like musicians in general that like you just look at them and they're just so superior in like a different they're on a different wavelength than you you know and you you can't even like pretend to be that person because they just have it i would have loved to i would love to have gone back in time and to listen to Jimi Hendrix back then, because I'll tell you why, we're used to that sound now, right? That feedback. No, and he that. invented it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Could you imagine listening to that back the first then? First time, you that know must what? have blown. I mean, people must have just. Did exploded. you know that? You know that he tried out for Carlos Santana's band, and then like you know they they didn't he didn't make it. Wow. Yeah. Big, yeah, and then big he just blender. did his own thing. That, that happened a lot. Like, like Primus, uh, Les Claypool. He's like this amazing bassist, right? And uh, I like the bass. He he tried out for Metallica and didn't make it. They're like, wow. They're like, nah, you're you're a little too good. You need to do your own thing. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I I for me instrument. So you guys know I played the trumpet for three years when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, do you look like a horn blower? Huh? Uh, <laughs> you do look like a horn blower. Trump, Trump, Trump is Trump is pretty awesome, dude. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I did that for a few years. It was like whatever. I would um, I would really like to enjoy two instruments that I, that really fascinate me. One is the violin. You do the drums already. You're, 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 no, no. I said the drums is cool. I wouldn't oh, want to play it though. Oh, gotcha. Uh, one is the violin, and the other one would be the piano. Those are the two instruments that really. Re- which one? Piano. Well, number one would be clarinet. I want to be a good clarinet. <laughs> so you can like breathe fire uh, at the end of it. Mainly because mainly because yeah. I don't know anybody Honk who's a like badass a, clarinet a guy. And I would be like to be Usually when you get badass at clarinet, you end up playing the saxophone. That's why. Is that why? Is yeah. that is that really a the lot pro- of clarinet? That's players? the progression. No, it's not. You start off with a clarinet, you get good at it, and you're like, now it's time for you to graduate yeah. to the saxophone. One, two, three, name a song with a clarinet in it. Go. None. Yeah. My point exactly. No. Yeah. So That's you want what, to be like a rock I'll, fucking You want to be I I want to be the Kenny G of clarinet. I was going to say, you know, about the only I want to be, guy want to be able to name. That's gr- going to be your guy, yeah. your, your homeboy that <laughs> no, you practice I, with. In, in truth, truth be told, I, I actually the piano. I think would be really cool. I always want to learn the piano. I think the piano is a is a is a cool. Yeah, very, I started out with that. It's a yeah. good one to start with. It gives you a real good foundation. Is that what it is? Because mm-hmm. you have to like why? Well, because you got to read music. You don't have to read music anything else. Mm, I mean, you you do, but like it's 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 the most like straightforward i would say okay yeah it's like learning the alphabet you start yeah it's just i don't know yeah it's very elemental like okay this and you just learn a lot of the structure that way and like uh what the notes mean and all that so i don't know i just feel like i feel like of all the instruments don't you guys think forget about being in a rock band you're just a regular dude that knows how to play an instrument don't you think playing the piano would get you the most action? Absolutely, that's exactly what I thought. That's exactly where my man was. Now, do you think it's different like, because we're getting oh, older? You're one of those guys. But do you think yeah. it's because we're getting older? Like the with Dave Matthews that? guys that are outside, you know, like the dorm rooms. Yeah, and they're playing for each chick. I used to throw stuff at those. Oh, guys. And the guitars. <laughs> These fucking guys. I just, that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like if you go to like yeah. you would go with a girl to a restaurant. There's a piano in the corner, and you're like, hold on one second. Yeah, wait a minute. You walk over, then you play. You just start. Well, I also think it's like this. Like you just brought it a good point. Like a guitar guy, like you could be a guitar guy and you could be like the total fucking um, John Mayer, fucking oh, woo God. the girls. Yeah. Or you could be like the fucking hardcore heavy metal. A badass. Like piano, you're you're just a sex symbol. There is no in the middle. There's no like hard rock piano yeah. guy. You know, there's oh, no like piano like guy. Harry Connick Jr. or somebody like that. Yeah, that's impressive. That's cool yeah. too. And I, I think I think the piano, um, yeah, it's a panty dropper, dude. Pretty piano. Yeah. You're right. You're would right. you rather be able that. would you rather be able to sing? 
or play an instrument really well. Well, I would love to be able to sing because I have a terrible voice. It's true. You, yeah. Mm. But, so you'd, you, <laughs> and you, you, you can, have a good talking you can, voice. You can learn an instrument. You can't learn really. If, you, if I'm terrible, terrible, I'm just. You know what? That's what I think too. Like, why do they have singing lessons? Well, you ain't going to sing. Listen, well, maybe you just haven't found your, your right genre yet. Like, you'd be a good, like, soul guy. Like, hey, can't get enough of your love, baby. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> because like, I only have one tone. I don't exactly. Have, I can't go yeah. in or out. You could be that guy. Yeah. There, is, is, there, is there singers like that that are just one tone? What are you talking about, dude? There's whole bands. Dude. Look at the Ramones. Yeah. <laughs> the Ramones had like six chords hey. and like two, oh. yeah, two tones. Let's go. They sold fucking millions of albums. Exactly. We're gonna sing at this. That's all sound the same. That's a very good point. Those punk rock. Every once in a while you Anybody can do punk rock. Anybody can. You're going to get some hate for It's true though. It's true. Damn. You guys, yeah, they well, they just break all the rules. You could play three chords and just—that's what the Ramones did. Yeah. Listen to any song by the Ramones, and you'll you'll realize just how basic that shit is. You're like, oh, holy so fuck, basic, dude. there's like two two. I chords. mean, there's a delivery to it if it does, it's not catchy or whatever. If you don't like come up with something cool, but like I've been to punk concerts where they just fucking yell at you. Like, <laughs> I don't even know what's going on, but like everybody's going crazy. You know? Did you guys see the uh, the eighty two year old guy that got on? Um, what, what's the what's the singing shows called? The one with the, the three X's? America's Got Talent? One of those, okay. yeah. I think it was America's Got Talent. And he was 82 or 85 years old and he came out. I didn't click on it, but I saw everybody's oh, posting it. you got to click on it. You you see, he comes out and he does Drowning Pool. Let the bodies no. at the floor. <laughs> and he fucking rocks it, dude. Really? Awesome. Oh, it's so... The whole audience stands up and starts going crazy. Oh, well, it's like that girl that I, I posted that, that saying all of a sudden, but she did this in this growl. Dude. Like, Whoa, how did that come You know from? who did that? Watching for- this 85-year-old guy who's like... he's He was a Navy pilot, engineer, all this. Stuff. He did, they kind of ask him what he did before. And here's the thing. like I've seen this, those shows... And a lot of that shit's totally staged. They pick right. they pick the people that are going to embarrass themselves, and they know that people are going to laugh at. They know it makes good TV. This guy came out and like legitimately looked like he was like putting it down, like trying to put it down. And the crowd went fucking nuts, and it was so great, dude. Yeah. Do you, uh, do you guys? What was the group? There was one band that did that to me, where the girl's voice was very soft and like sweet, and she's small, and then all of a sudden she comes out and like. Satan comes Kitty? out. No, Flyleaf. Flyleaf. Oh, Flyleaf. Flyleaf. Yeah. Like in the beginning, I'm like, oh, Kitty she's kind of sound sweet yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And then like just. Evanescence is like that. And then too. just Satan Evanescence, came out of her mouth. Flyleaf. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah like yeah, the, like mm. sweet, sweet little girl. And then all of a sudden they do. Going under. Wow. Sorry about that. You know what else is surprising? Go on our website, mindpumpmedia.com. Check out some of our testimonials. Oh, <laughs> awesome, crazy shit on there. Awesome. We have our super bundle on there and our maps programs, all of our fasting guides, nutrition survival guides. Also, don't forget to leave us a five-star rating review on iTunes. Excellent. And check Shameless us out play. on Instagram at Mind Pump Come Radio. hang out with us on the forum. You can find me at Mind Pump Sal. You can find Justin at Mind Pump Justin and Adam at Mind Pump J- Adam. Mind Pump Jadam. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. 
Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump.